All right, and welcome back to Mill of the Park Podcast. I'm your host, Grady Hubbard, and along with me, as always, my co-host, Liam Fridley and David Coslow. Hello, Grady. How are you doing today? Doing well, Liam. Doing well. And how's my boy, David? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing, Liam? I'm I'm fucking depressed. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I think we should just hop straight into it. You know what? Yeah, no more beating around the bush. We've had enough introductions. It's time to <laughs> jump right into it. Manchester United, Liverpool, two one. What do you think? Well, I watched this game with Grady. Uh, for the listeners at home, Grady and I are currently living with each other. Uh, I watched Grady fall to his knees at the end of this match. And I couldn't help but feel sympathetic to him. Grady, I, I went, I I'd love to hear your thoughts. I fell to my knees. But I was, um, and, and Grady is nursing a knee injury, so him doing that, it means something. So that's like, that's some big deal shit right there. I, would, I wouldn't say I fell to my knees. I was, uh, however, very uh, angry would, would be the word I would use. I was very mad and... Not, not like I wasn't. It wasn't a pain, mad. It was just like an animosity in me. It was just a burning sensation that I, I hate everything and everybody. <laughs> I just want. I'm just gonna come on and say, it. I, like media and human beings who watch this game were just fucking like jacking off Manchester United, like they're the second coming of fucking Jesus yeah, Christ. Man. Like okay, this like is, this okay. is the transformation. Like, okay, so I'm not gonna. This is, sounds salty. Sounds biased. I understand. This is purely. This is purely unbiased. This is. This is a third party speaking. When I think that Manchester United were not good in this game, I thought they. They didn't. They, I think they were good for the first ten minutes. I thought their their pressing was decent. They attacked well. But after that, I could not tell the difference between fucking Manchester United and bottom of the table fucking West Brom from a year. Like it was just like. Throwing in tackles, defending, counterattacking, screaming at the crowd, talking about like emotion and oh my god, I just it was the I yeah. think I'm just angry. Yeah, yeah, I think that was uh, they like played okay. They definitely played better than Liverpool, but it was just like it seemed that like it was an anomaly that nobody's seen Manchester United play like this before and that they're playing super well. And this is a transition. This is the transition that Eric Ten Hag, his first win for Man United, this is what he can bring. But it's just like, this is, was a normal game. Well, it's just like, it's like Liverpool were like dreadful. Like I'm not saying that Manchester United didn't deserve to win. They played better and they like took their chances, but like, any half decent Liverpool team would destroy Manchester United in this game. Yeah. Like, how many good chances did Liverpool have? Like, one, maybe two actual good <laughs> shots on target. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, it. It sounds like an excuse coming out of our mouth because we're Liverpool fans, but the uh, the whole bench is like injured. Like, the midfield that started today, and the subs that came on that that have an attacking presence. There were barely any. Fabio, he changed the game once he came on, which was great. Man, he but, needs to start. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I feel but, terrible saying that about a 19-year-old, but he needs to start. But it was just Liverpool, like, if they weren't going to win it in the first half, they weren't going to win the game. Mm-hmm. I just, like, 
the midfield. The Henderson was terrible. Like, just a, I don't know what was happening. Was Fabinho injured? I guess because it was just yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Oh my god, Henderson was losing the ball. He lost the ball for the second goal, which I guess can we want to talk? Is that an offside? Does that stand? I I don't know. It looks offside on one camera angle. It looks offside, but when they show the camera angle on the VAR and it's like on like a 45 degree angle from the other side it's just like it's not in line it's like how can you be looking at this camera angle that's not in line with the ball or the player well it's like that that zoomed in screen has like fucking 15 pixels it's like angled in such a strange way I, i thought it was offside but i mean it was so close that and it's like the defending could have been better so and yeah of course but like for the reaction that Manchester United like really outplayed this Liverpool team, they looked mighty shaky in the last twenty minutes. Like this was not like it didn't feel like Manchester United dominated, even though what I feel yeah. like that's the discourse. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think Man United definitely played better this game than they have in previous games. Liverpool probably played about the same as I'd say they played in the past few that I've seen them. Um but yeah, I agree with everything that you guys were saying. Um, Man, you the first few minutes of the game definitely did played very well. But after they got that first goal, they basically just parked the bus for the rest of the half. And then only in the second half did they really try for chances again. And yeah, it was just sad watching this Liverpool too. Like yeah, you guys were really, saying, really open. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Wait, so- who were open? Liverpool, there's just like gaps everywhere. Like, yeah, a lot of the passing seems sloppy. Uh, Liverpool, from what I've seen, likes doing these really long, broad passes up the field diagonally. And this game, they were just not hitting. They couldn't keep the ball. They couldn't make any real chances happen. Yeah, uh, I think they just got outworked, and this has just been a, a very poor start from Liverpool this season. Two points out of the first three games, sitting 16th in the table. It's uh, it's not not a great start, but I mean, still got the whole season to play, Champions League football and the other the domestic cups to play, but um, it, it's it's poor. Yeah, I mean, so we we all predicted Man City to win the league. And so I don't think, I don't think any of us expected Liverpool to win it all, but like, uh, should we rethink? I guess readjust what we're expecting Liverpool of the season. Like I was expecting a title challenge, a cup win, and a deep run to the Champions League at least. Should we try to like look more for like just solidifying top four, staying healthy, developing players, scouting for the future? Like, should we try to give up on the season? No, I, I don't think so. I think I think Liverpool still have a title shot for, for real. Um, I mean, of course, that's saying that they do stay healthy. I mean, having six, five or six players out due to injury or due to suspension, isn't great. And I think, I also don't really like this notion that's going around that Liverpool are stumbling because they don't have Sadio Mane. Mm-hmm. Like I think, their people are coming up with excuses and coming up with like ways to twist it that Liverpool aren't this great team. Um, no, I, I still see, I think Klopp and the Liverpool team have that drive in them to, to, tie, to, to um, challenge for the title. Yeah, I, I think, think this is just a slow yeah. start. They're just slow off the blocks. I think like Liverpool's best player 
so far has been Luis Diaz, and he's playing in Sadio Mane's position. Like, I, and Sadio is doing insane. We'll talk about that later in Bayern. But it's just Liverpool need to just settle down, get a couple wins. I think top four is still guaranteed. I And I agree. Like, the, there is a possibility of a title. I don't think it's going to happen in the end, but we could still make a charge for it. My big question in this game was um, why was Salah so ineffective? I hate to dwell on uh, negatives about the team, but um, from everything I've heard about this Liverpool team, it seems like Salah is like their top goal scorer. But in this game and in the past few games that I've seen, it seems like he hasn't exactly shown up. And so, what about this team or what about this performance? Why was Salah so ineffective? Was it that he wasn't getting open or that people couldn't get the ball to him? Like, where what was going wrong? Well, I think looking at let – me, let me check just to make sure. But um, a lot of what Manchester United and teams have been doing is just packing in on Salah. So, like, if we look at the Manchester United formation on Salah's side, they have Malasia, McTominay, and Martinez. And it was just like he was getting overloaded because, I mean, Liverpool focused a lot down the right side with Trent and Mo Salah. And I think Manchester United were – and I'll, I'll have to, like, look into this more, but we're focusing more on letting Trent – put crosses in to Firmino and Diaz who were never going to win them. Like there's no way that they're going to win those crosses, even if it's against Martinez and trying to like stifle Salah, keep him out wide, keep him from creating. I thought on the ball when he got it, he was, he was pretty good. He beat a couple defenders. I mean, they were talking about Malasia, how he played really well. And I thought he did, but I just, I don't think Salah was rendered ineffective on the ball. I think he was just cut off from play a lot. They didn't, I mean, the, it's like you said earlier, the passing was terrible for Liverpool. So like they just, I think in the second half, Salah was electric near the end when Liverpool got sharper when Fabinho came on and Carvalho right. came on. So I, I think it was an issue of formation and an issue of tempo and like sharpness more than an issue with Salah's on-ball ability. Are you allowed to change formation in the second half, or do you have to stick with it? You can do anything ever, yeah. whatever you want, oh. <laughs> anytime. I mean, most of the time, the formations are like a lie anyway. Because the players just... Play yeah. how they want. It's all they, fluid. Well, not necessarily that, but like, um, let me try to think of an example. So, like Chelsea, I guess we can talk about that game and their issues against Leeds. Chelsea play like a three-five-two or a three-four-three, and a lot of what they did in this game was they have like Loftus Cheek at right wing back and Reese James at right back, and so like in defense they they sit with the three at back and then the two wing backs, but in attack. Loftus Cheek joins the midfield. Uh, Reese James plays wing back, and they play four in the back. So it's like there's like fluidity and tactical formation, and okay. changes of players. Like Firmino played in this Liverpool game a lot of time in midfield, even though he's considered a striker in the formation. Okay. Yeah, I think each player has their own assignments that they have to do, but they also have freedom of choice. And um, once they've been in the game for 20, 20 30 minutes, and they they know how uh, the other team is set up. They, they're free to do what they want. They can experiment off that. And so I would say, like, for Manchester United, they were very rigid positionally. I think maybe the front three were moving around. Like, Rashford was going out wide. But, like, other than that, like, the rigidity was important for the defensive, like, structure. Right. But for, like, a Liverpool where there's supposed to be a fluid front three or for, like, other teams where they're trying to attack and create chaos, like, Man City don't you never trust what their formation says because their players go everywhere to like confuse the defense and make openings. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know. I think I, I, I just want to say this briefly. I thought Fernandez was a fraud in this game. Yes. Oh, I, I did not like this man. Because like San, Sancho and Rashford and Alanga, Sweden, just want to put that out there. Uh, were playing. Were, well, I thought they were really electric on the break. Even Martial was really good coming on. Mm-hmm. But like Fernandez, his whole thing is like on Being the break. A bitch. Well, no, it's not that, but just like on the break, <laughs> creating chaos, like uh, making radical passes, going in for crazy pressing tackles, like trying to change the game in one play. But that just makes him look terrible 90% of the time. Because, like, I mean, you can't make the amazing pass without trying it, but Fernandez does it wrong every single time. And then just like, Gets, I think he should have gotten a red card for time wasting. Yeah, yeah. like because he's on the yellow, he's put in a couple terrible tackles, and then he's just like hugging the ball with 80 minutes left in the game, and the ref is just like not doing anything about it. Yeah, he was pushing the Liverpool players away. Mm-hmm. I just like, yeah, I thought Fernandez in this game especially wasn't fantastic, and I guess also just like, what did you think of Ten Hag in this game? I mean, he. He had a, obviously had a game plan. I don't, I mean, he obviously said something and he put something into the players because the Man United players were alive. Um, but, I mean, is this the, I, like what I said previously, and what you were saying, that people were highlighting that this is the change, that this is the old, or this is the new Manchester United mm-hmm. that we've been missing, and this is reminiscent of the old of the but I'm, I'm not i'm not quite sure that i'm convinced on that yet I, it reminded me like oh like i wouldn't have been surprised if ole was managing this team for manchester united like there's like the, the passion the counter-attacking yeah. like the fluidity like and and like those good things that won them the game like i'm not saying that it's just it didn't feel like a 10 hog game but i mean they needed a win and they did so congratulations to that yeah yeah we'll see what happens next week yeah, <laughs> Liverpool. Next time Liverpool come, we're gonna beat them ten nil. Put a prediction down right here when Manchester United come down to Anfield. Ten nil. Salah, ten goals. Salah gets all ten goals. Perfect. Exactly. But I guess we can we can jump into another shocking result, right? The Leeds Chelsea game. Yeah. It was a. I uh I fell asleep during the first half. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real with you guys. <laughs> I, I did not watch the first half. It was on the TV, so I like watched it subconsciously. But yeah, it, heard from, it. What, from what I saw, Leeds played well. Yeah, I think it's fair to say. winning three nil. Uh, absolute howler mistake by Mindy. Hesitates yes. with the balls taken off and by taken off and from by the American. Um. It's that American connection between Jesse and Aronson. <laughs> he's uh, he's inspiring him. Yeah. yeah I didn't and, realize uh, how badly Chelsea got shit on until I saw that was the very first goal. And that just set the tempo for the rest of the game, I think. I mean, Leeds, like, they're crazy. They're just, like, running and attacking and flying around everywhere. It's, like, a it's very dynamic. Yeah, it's very dynamic. It's very, like, idiotic at times, but I love it. And Chelsea were very flat. Sterling was not good. I I, I feel bad for Mendy because I think he's kind of put into a bad spot. Like, like he's given the ball and then he's like knows he can't kick it up. 
because that's just like the way Chelsea play. And so then Aronson's just like barreling towards him, and Mendy has like no options, and then he just loses it, which is like yeah. bad. And I, I don't know, Koulibaly was pretty bad too in this game too. The the red card was yeah. not was poor, not poor poor first rash challenge to get a yellow card, gets spun by Aronson, Aronson and then just uh, I don't know what he's doing, just pulls down um, to another Leeds player. On a counterattack, and just yeah, it was like it was like just it. frustration. It looked like yeah, the game's over at that point, but that's just an insult to the league. Mm-hmm. So, is Jesse Marsh the best manager in the Premier League? He's really fun to watch. He he got really hyped after every single goal, which I really appreciated seeing. I mean, I guess it was pretty crazy for Leeds to destroy Chelsea the way that they did. But ever since the Aronson goal and then the last Harrison goal. He was getting like absolutely hyped. For the first goal, he's like running around, like fist pumping. The last goal, he like was drinking some water and he just like threw the water bottle down and in pride. It was amazing to watch. I love how you can like see on his face that he's like American as fuck. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man. Like, come on, we gotta fight with like passion and like this is a soccer game. Like, it's, it's just. <laughs> it's like it's he's he's actually he is good i'm I'm not gonna like take anything away from away from him i thought tyler adams and mark roca marco roca something like that uh they're just like (laughs) they're dynamic and energy hard work oh my fuck (laughs) barkley just ran up and licked me anyway uh (laughs) They played. They played well. They, I, I'm. I'm proud of Leeds. Grady, how do you feel about yeah. this game? I mean, I didn't watch it at all. So I oh. But uh, I mean, these are those those games that happen um, that we like to see. Up, upset. Um, they happen. This is why we watch Leeds. This is no Leeds sitting in third place. No, this isn't why we watched it. No, no, Barkley ate fuzz off the floor. Barkley. Liam. I'm sorry. Say that thing again. Oh, my. <laughs> Fucker. I don't even know what to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Grady. I'm you can just cut it out. out. Just cut it out. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm moving on. Newcastle 3-3 with Man City. Um, what a banger of a game. 3-3. Uh, great goals. Um, I mean, Newcastle is a threat this season. Yeah, they've like they've responsibly developed with their money. They've bought like solid, sound players, and they're like making a philosophy and like a structure. And they they played really hard today. I thought I thought they deserved all the three points, but I mean, it's Man City. They can always come back in a second. And they did. Yeah, um, I mean, you just know, even when they're down uh, 3-1, um, it, no lead is safe with Man City. Yeah, they didn't throw in the towel. They kept on fighting. Uh, after Holland scored his goal, you see immediately went to the ball to start up the next session. So the next kickoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next play session. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's, like, the kind of energy you like to see. You know, it, it seems like in a lot of games, 
as soon as someone gets uh, up 1-0, it's like the other team just has this air about them. Although, like, the stadium will have the air about them, just like, mm-hmm. God damn it, it's, it's, it's over. It's already over. But it was nice to see that City never gave up. But it was also really nice to see that Newcastle was able to show that the City team is not invincible mm-hmm. and that the fight for the top spot could still be on. Yeah, like it's like a. On, I'm honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make another confession. Oh. Well, I so I do a thing with like Man City games where if Man City score within the first ten minutes, I always turn it off. So I like I'm watching the game and Gundogan scores. I'm like, yeah, this game's over. Yeah. I turned. I, I, turned, I was like, there, there's no point watching it because they're just gonna dominate them. And then I looked at at the first half, and Newcastle winning two one, and I was surprised. And I watched like that. So that, I guess that makes that makes me a. Bad, that makes me a bad podcaster, but uh, that's, that's the truth. You know, part of being a good bo- podcaster is assessing your biases and making it known to the audience. And I exactly. appreciate your, your candor and your honesty. And next time, I'm going to watch Man City's game against Crystal Palace, and I'm going to take notes of every single minute of the game as, as, uh, as penance for my uh, poor podcasting ability. And when Man City scores within the first five minutes, you're not going to turn it off. When they <laughs> score gonna... it, when they score a ten, you're still not going to turn it off. <laughs> it's going to be three 0 in the first fifteen minutes, and I'm going to be in enraptured. You're going to be wired to the yeah. TV. But it doesn't even matter because I think the real title favorites right now are the Gunners, Arsenal three zero Bournemouth. What do you guys think? Bournemouth is a tough team, you know. Arsenal had their backs against the wall. I'm very surprised by this outcome. <laughs> it's just a, it's a complete upset. <laughs> Arsenal, top of the table. Uh, nine points from three matches played. Um, I mean, they're on a roll, but I mean, I'm... I'm waiting for them to get humbled. I'm not gonna lie. I like it. <laughs> it's just like, like, Arsenal. Grady is currently preying on the downfall of Arsenal. And all of their this fans. is this is the, the this is the, the the biased content you come for in the middle of our podcast. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm a, I'm agree with Grady there. Everyone's too happy. I mean, their their right fans now. are just sucking them off. Oh my fucking god. Just, Fuck the Gunners. I'm I'm done being impartial. Like I'm done analyzing these teams properly because it's just like I want Man City to fail. I want Manchester United to fail. I want Chelsea to fail. I hope they lose against Fulham <laughs> on Saturday. I really do. If I if both teams could lose on Saturday, then that's what I would want to happen. <laughs> but no, like seriously, uh, I guess uh, as a generation brought up on Arsenal fan TV, even if Arsenal fans aren't being overly dramatic i feel like they are no matter what yeah. and i mean this is it's a it's a arsenal have been really fun to watch i know david arsenal are on your list of possible teams to cheer for yeah dude absolutely and, arsenal brentford liverpool i got all reds and, and tottenham like, i guess which is blue mm, but tottenham's been letting me down white. but that's, that's a conversation for another day but anyway <laughs> are they not I'm, blue or are they white they're white. They're white in like a dark blue, I guess. Yeah. But I've been watching the All or Nothing Arsenal documentary, and it's a, uh, it's like it's reframing this Arsenal team for me because it's all like Arteta doing weird drawings for his <laughs> team talks. It's like there's like a. Have either of you guys watched any of it? 
I've seen it recommended. I've seen, I've seen some few clips. There's so like there's like a there's I, I can't remember if it's like a pre-match or halftime, and he's like, we have hearts and we have we have heads and we have brains, and he's like drawing all these little cartoon characters of it, and it's like, <laughs> but the only thing that we need to succeed, and then he does like a little stick figure with a with a scarf. It's like it's the fan. <laughs> And it's just like there's one part where he does one of those team talks, and then they win the game, and all the Arsenal players are like making fun of it a little bit when they come in from the locker room, which I think, is, which I think is cute. So that's why I I, revo- I revoke what I said earlier. I, I hope Arsenal succeed, which is not too much, to a degree. Yeah, success to a certain point, like a, a light second behind Liverpool. <laughs> Where would Man City place in this in this fantasy? Of yours? I'll, I'll give I'll give him third. I'll give him third. Toss him a bone. <laughs> but I mean, you were, David, you were saying that uh, Tottenham disappointed you. Can you uh, elaborate on that? I absolutely can. Um, I got up. Uh, Tottenham. This game was the seven thirty game, right? Yeah. I think oh so. my yeah. god! I wake up. Um, 7.30 a.m. <laughs> to watch Tottenham Wolves. Oh, to no. watch Tottenham Wolves. My friend found him out again. You're in the mud, David. My friend Tommy is the Spurs fan, my resident Spurs fan. And I always like talking to him about his Spurs. And goddamn, this game was a fucking snooze fest, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was like nil-nil by the fucking... 60 minutes in, it's still nil-nil. I'm talking to Tommy, I'm like, God damn, dude, your Spurs just hate scoring, I guess. They're scared or something. And he tells me, oh, no, my Spurs will score when they have to. <laughs> By golly, they did. Harry Kane, the, the, the fucking cross-header merchant at this point, came in clutch for Tottenham. I did not watch this game, for, yeah. for, and I'm glad I didn't because it was it's six six thirty in my time, so I'm I'm glad I skipped on that one. And has that affected your your possible fandom for Tottenham for how boring and depressing they are? Yeah, dude, they've not been playing well recently. I don't think this Tottenham team should be struggling against Wolves. Hot take, and this was a very disappointing game to watch. I'm thinking, all right, it was going to be a banger like when they played. Uh, I don't know, whoever it was the first week they played, this was the final score was like 4-1. Southampton, and, I think. Yeah, Southampton. I'm like, all right, this Tottenham team, they're looking pretty cool. I like him and Son. I think they got some good chemistry probably. And then since then, I've been watching all their games. They've been letting me down. It's the, it's, it's like there's a, there's a joke amongst the, the community that Tottenham are just like bo- uh, bottlers. They exist to fail. Great. <laughs> right. It's like um, uh, there's a clip of uh, Giorgino Chiellini who played for uh-huh. Juventus, and he's and in an interview against Tottenham. He says, "This is the history of the Tottenham about a failure and <laughs> throwing away." Leads. Oh. So it's a it's it's a it's an interesting team to choose to support, David. And I'll support you if you do it. Yeah, that's a big if at this point. I mean, you're looking at the two North London teams, and one of them is looking a lot more exciting. But do you really want to be uh, an Arsenal fan, David? Let's be honest. It wouldn't be the worst thing a in the world, I guess. They're I'd definitely. Like they're t- <laughs> well, I'd give anything to be like KSI. <laughs> if that means supporting the Reds, then I guess I have to. 
I mean, that's our Premier League week uh, roundup. Um, but, I mean, there were some other games this week, some pretty big scorelines. Bayern Munich uh, destroying 7-0. PSG doing the same in Ligue 1. Uh, both those teams are just on fire, and they're both killing it in their leagues. Yes, I mean... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm another hot take right now. I think both these teams have a good chance of going far in the Champions League. Um, they're both well-oiled machines that score a shit ton of goals, and there's nothing really smaller teams can do about it. That's all you can say. I mean, Bayern are probably going to win the league again, especially when you looked at Dortmund, Werder Bremen. Dortmund are, like, winning, what, 2-0 in the 85th minute and then just collapse spectacularly and lose yeah. 3-2 in the next 10 minutes. Yeah, that is um, that's just sad, honestly. That's just crushing. And that's and those are the main rivals to Bayern and PSG with Messi had a goal and assist. Mbappe had a hat trick. I think Neymar had three assists. Neymar or not Neymar? Excuse me. Mbappe uh, recorded the fastest goal in the doing eight seconds. <laughs> this is so stupid to watch. Cheese um, that happened in that match. So. I mean, it's PSG. Yeah, it's just it's it's domination, and we'll see if they can tra- it can translate. I don't know if they can handle a Jordan Henderson, Harvey Elliott, Milner midfield, but time will tell. We'll see that in the group stage. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I I just want I want to travel across the Pyrenees Mountains down the coast. It's Barcelona, Real Sociedad, two hot shot strikers against each other the protege and the master Lewandowski took a lot of notes from Alexander Izak today and I think Izak really showed up and showed why he is one of the best strikers in the world um so it's it's one nil uh Real Sociedad losing Izak scores an audacious chip just one one really though was it a chip or was (laughs) it a deflection I honestly I don't let's let's be honest here this is a, this is a this is a deep cut. It reminded me of a of the Ola Toivonen goal in the 2018 World Cup against Germany. Uh, it was like a it's it's like a it's the perfect Swede goal because you put yourself in the right position by being humble and working hard, and then uh, you bumble it into the goal through sheer luck and the, <laughs> the failure of others. So I I think Isak meant it, but there was because, a little bit of luck. Yeah, but because because he, he is one of the best strikers in the world. And Lewandowski, he he fought his, he did his best to answer back to Alexander Izak, and I, I wouldn't say he succeeded, but he scored two goals, so that's okay. Two goals, yep. Yeah. Lewandowski gets his first goals for Barcelona in La Liga. Um, beautiful third goal by Dembele. That that, that the uh, oh my god, the, assist was oof. Oof. the the wonder boy, the new number ten. That was and then awesome. uh, Lewandowski returned the favor and uh, fed Fatty. That was a that, and that even that like that Lewandowski pass was insane. The flick on, yeah. oh my goodness, David, have you seen these goals? Which ones? The Barcelona goals. Yes, I have. Oh my goodness, that yeah. I think I'm I'm gonna do a little spoiler for later in the pod, so like uh, listeners, why uh, mute it for the next twenty seconds? But I think Ansu Fati's goal or the assist to Dembele was my goal of the week. It was just like pure perfection, beauty. I mean, it takes a lot to beat Alexander Izak, and I think that qualifies it. So that's that's my goal of the week, but we'll save that for later. Fair enough. 
So, I mean, Manchester, they're happy about the win. Questionable win. I'm just kidding. No. They, they, they won deservedly. And they have another dub in the transfer market. Casemiro to Manchester United. What do you guys think? I mean, it's a great pickup for Manchester United. I think Casemiro is possibly retiring soon if he's going to Manchester United. He, I saw that he said that he's going to the biggest club in England, which is probably true. But I, I want his drugs. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I mean, they're probably the biggest club, but not the biggest at the moment in the sense that they are um, ass. Um, <laughs> but I mean, sixty million, and they Ronaldo or. Man United was about to have Rabio in the midfield. Yeah, like so, it's, it's. I mean, it's anything that's an upgrade. McTominay, Fred. I mean, Casemiro is like a, a monster on the prowl. He's like a, pi- a pirate ship hunting. It's just he's, he's <laughs> <laughs> he just stops anything from getting past, and it's just like it's brutal. He he lives on a yellow card. I don't think he's ever gotten a red card before. Um, I just don't think it's. I don't think refs are legally allowed to give him a red card. He, he he's quality on the ball. He's definitely an upgrade. He's a, I don't think he's changing much about Manchester United season, but it's a good signing. They needed him, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how he fits into that game and into Ten Hawk's plan. Um, but I mean, it's a good pickup, and he's going to be get putting in some nasty challenges in the prem. I'm just happy he only has to play Liverpool once. I think seeing Casemiro against Liverpool just gives me like more flashbacks. <laughs> Who did he used to play for before? Real Madrid. And they would play Liverpool? Yeah, in like the Champions, Champions League. League. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, Casemiro beat Liverpool twice in the Champions League final. Oh. So that's just like pain. And and also they also beat him in the quarterfinals two years ago, where Casemiro just took out Robertson, and I don't even remember if he got a yellow for that. <laughs> yeah, he, but, he gets away with a lot of shit. Yeah, it's. I mean, he is he's the king in it. It's I think it's because he has a an, an un, unnaturally boyish face. Uh, I'm gonna need you to look this up, David. If you so don't know what he looks like, innocent. yeah, it's, there's like there's like a, a wry smile. Like even if he took me out, I would get up and I'd just be like, this guy like seems like a friendly guy. Oh, you know he does. Mean? He yeah, he does look pretty babyish. It's it's like an innocence, maybe just like oh, I'm sorry, like I didn't mean to do that. I just yeah. I'm just trying to play my best for the team. He looks a little oafish. Like anything <laughs> he does, he might do uh, not maybe inadvertently. Like a, like some sort of klutz in a comedy movie. Yeah. Oops, sorry. I I slid studs up and tore your ACL. <laughs> so I think like I think the refs are entranced. By by his what his demeanor <laughs> his boyish demeanor, <laughs> and he also goes to the the worst refereed club in England. So like there's there's a perfect storm of Manchester United already getting all the calls and all the bias right, which is that's my contra- that's my uh, that's my conspiracy theory. Sounds like everything uh, that Manu needs right now. More controversy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think that's that's the blockbuster signing. I think this is probably another big signing. Deli Ali possibly going to Besiktas. What happened to this man? <laughs> I mean, that's a question that a lot of people have. And I'll be honest, I do not have the answer. But he is washed. 
I was I, I was reading unverified rumors. These are unverified rumors. This is not a factual statement I am making right now. Liam is right. spreading misinformation. This is no. This is this is not factual. This is this is not a, a true thing. <laughs> I mean, okay, it could be true, but it's not verified and true. Is that uh, Deli Ali has had a lot of injury struggles, a lot of mental health issues. That and I think that like has derailed his career, especially when you come on the scene so hot, and then you're hampered by injury or by changing managers, and it's like it's hard to get back once you. I mean, that that could be, that would be incredibly difficult for anyone, especially in such a competitive field. And I mean, if he needs to revive his career or keep it going by going to Besiktas, I support that, and I hope I hope he gets back to form. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sad. I think at one point he was rumored to be worth at least like 100 million pounds transfer and that's definitely dropped probably close up to like 20 million pounds i mean i think i mean yeah he was nominated for the push gosh like five years ago six years ago and then yeah last year he was coming off the bench for frank lampard's relegation threat in everton yeah so and now he might be going to turkey to play play over there and uh paid a lot of money so i mean whatever makes you happy um but deliali uh another transfer rumor hakimi zayek might be going back to ix he hasn't had the best spell at um chelsea um definitely fallen in the lineup but this could be a, a return to the dutch league and back to top performing yeah, I think it's because I think there's like a tie between the Anthony Anthony leaving Ajax to go to Manchester United because he wants to leave, and then Ziyech coming back. I, I think he's he was good at times playing for Chelsea. I thought he showed a lot of good play, hardworking, good passing. But I think he just got injured too much, or it was just other players were more preferred by Tuchel and Frank Lampard. I. I don't know if he was used to the best ability or maybe he just wasn't of the caliber, but I don't think that's true. But I I'm I hope he gets back to it, going back to Ajax and puts yeah. his name back in the world stage. Yeah. I think he'd be playing around some some good players, Bergwine, uh Tadic. Um, yeah, there's some yeah. there's some there's some there's some killers on that Ajax team. Yeah. And sure. um but I guess, you know, we can hop right into it. I already gave mine. So you guys can give yours. What are you guys' goal of the week? Liam, nobody, nobody heard that. Yeah, the listener skipped. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The listener skipped. So I'll just go through it again real quickly for the for the, the rule breakers out there who already listened to it. Um, I, I picked the uh, Dembele goal, and it's the uh, Ansu Fati flick, the build-up play, the finish. It's just it's also beautiful. I love Fati. I think he's the next big thing in footy and he just he plays so well he's got a good working attitude he's been hampered by injuries and he still looks fantastic so that's that's my that's my pick david mine mine was probably uh kieran trippier um his uh the goal that he scored on the free kick um i haven't seen a goal on a free kick executed so cleanly before this was perfect top corner of the goal. It was beautiful to watch, and it impressed me. It left an impact. Great goal. He definitely lashed that into the top end. Um, 
my goal is going to actually, it might be a little bit of a sleeper. It's a uh, Che Adams second goal for Southampton. Against okay. Leicester city. Mm. Um, a quick counterattack by, uh, the saints and joint James Ward Prowse whips it in and a scissor kick by uh, Che Adams into the ground. And it just pops into the back of the net. I think I'm going to, I'm hopping on that. I think I'm going to apologize for what I said last week <laughs> about this game. Um, I, I, I think I remember uh, vehemently opposing us talk about the predictions for the Leicester Southampton game because it was between two incredibly boring, weak, uh, middling teams in the Premier League. And it was a good game. So I apologize to you guys for uh, doubting you. Can't win them all, Liam. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you really can't. If podcasting has taught us one thing, is that you can't always be right. Exactly, but you have, the future. You, you have to. You have to sound like you always know exactly what's going to happen. You have to know what you're talking about. I've been watching football for three weeks now, and with every statement I say, I just need to sound like I've been watching it for ten years. Exactly, and and you you fooled us already. I think if we're if we were ever to do uh, prediction rankings, I think you'd be clear ahead, David. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know about that. We made but I appreciate plenty it. of more, but you know whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, I predicted the men United win, but uh, other than that, yeah, I think you're leading on me. But I, you want to throw out some quick predictions right now? I'll just, like, rapid fire, no no, th- no thought, just numbers, all right? Just numbers? Yeah, just numbers. South- Southampton, right. men United, go, David. All right, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking uh, 2-0 Southampton. All right, cool. I agree with that. Grady? Uh, I would say 2-1 or 1-1. All right. Who's Southampton winning? to win. Okay. Okay. So we, we both all hate Man United. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Chelsea Leicester. I think it's going to be a nil nil. Possibly one nil Reese James winner. Yeah. I'll say Chelsea. Chelsea win on this one. I'm thinking maybe like a. I think a, I think a 1 0 or a 1 1 maybe. Okay. I would go. I would, I would agree with David. 1 0 or 1 1. And a but. Um, I think Raheem Sterling gets his first goal for Chelsea. Okay. All right. How Sterling, about yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say Sterling definitely uh, in the highlights that I saw for the game at least. He seemed like he showed up to the last game a little more than he did in the past one. So it was uh, nice to see him actually on screen doing something. <laughs> I think he, he puts in a good effort and he's in all right positions. But he just like hasn't had the end product yet. So. Yeah. He came close. He had a goal that was uh, uh, issued offsides. So I think next week uh, will be a return to form for Chelsea and uh, an opportunity for them to shape up against Leicester. Okay. And how about Man City? They they were they were they were humbled by Newcastle. What are they going to do against Crystal Palace? I think they're going to remind everyone that they are actually the number one choice to win the Premier League, and they're going to absolutely destroy Crystal Palace. Actually, maybe Crystal Palace will put up a fight. Maybe they'll. Wow, you know, there's a lot of possibilities. <laughs> It's just a, a hard statement, and then actually maybe not. I'm saying a one three, Man City. Okay, I'm gonna go six nil, Man City. <laughs> Erling yeah, Haaland, yeah. Patrick, just domination. Yeah, I see this game going three four nil, Man City. I, th- I see. Uh, my brother and I have this theory that like uh, teams play better against Liverpool than they do against Man City. Um, teams always want to tie and beat Liverpool. They always try harder against them. <laughs> But when they play Man City, they just roll over and die because they're just like, who cares? Man City will beat us as long as Liverpool don't win. I, I don't think that's true. I think 
teams do put up fights against Man City, obviously. But um, yeah, that's our theory. So I think six nil. Crystal Palace will roll over after getting a good point against Liverpool two weeks earlier. <laughs> and how about how about Liverpool? Liverpool, Bournemouth. They need to win a game. Yeah, I think this will be the very first win for Liverpool this Premier League season. What's I the agree score? with that. Playing at playing at uh, Anfield, they need to they need to win. I'm saying two nil. Yeah, I'm saying I'll say. F- I'll say three nil. I'm saying they go big, maybe even four nil. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm not as if they play any team remotely like the one they played today. I'm thinking this could be a like a two one Liverpool win. Bournemouth go up early and Liverpool batter them for the rest of the game, but actually finally get the winner that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. It'll be anxious it'll be nervous but it'll just be like a sigh of relief by the end of the game like finally Liverpool have won and then after that then they'll start playing better they'll start winning dominating like once they see that first one go they'll they'll start playing well but I don't I don't think it's gonna be easy at all so I'm gonna say five no Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> no 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 two one two one two one all right and then um Brentford Everton yeah I'm not gonna watch it so we'll go to the next one. Uh, Arsenal. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is a win for the bees, baby. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, three uh, one uh, Brentford. Okay, I think one 0 Brentford. But I agree with you that the the bees are buzzing in this game. Oh yeah, nail nail. I want to real quickly talk about that Everton. Oh, that Everton uh, Nottingham Forest game was dreadful. It's like Everton are not good. I'm really, no. I'm really concerned for them. <laughs> you feel compassion towards no, them? Yeah, this like, yeah, I, I'm putting on my empath- empathetic, empathetic hat. That I just like their attack doesn't look very sound. Their midfield works hard, but looks a little labored. Their defense isn't fantastic. I just, I don't know. I don't think they're going to get relegated. I just think they're going to be very boring. But, um, I mean, that's everything for you. Yeah, uh, fair enough. But, I mean, this was a great week of football. Um, oh, can't wait to see what happens next. I mean, it wasn't great, honestly. Fuck Manchester United. Um, but, I mean, Chelsea lost, so that was good. Um, give a shout out to the listeners. Thanks for sticking with us. Got anything you want to shout out? I just shout out to the, the listeners as always. Those are our boys. Yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We wouldn't be anything without you. We appreciate every single stream that and we do. I, I especially appreciate all the people that skipped my uh, spoiler 20 seconds uh, earlier in the pod. I appreciate you guys especially. If I could have a name of every single listener, then we would shout all you guys out. We should start a Patreon, I think, so we could make the podcast even better. So for just five fifteen dollars a month, you, you guys can get tier one for <laughs> tier three podcast for fifty dollars a month. Uh, yeah, you get an extra. All right, podcast. dude, I'm gonna have to cut you off because we're running out of time here. Thanks for listening. We'll got. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.